0: So when you watch a superhero show or you read a comic and you see them using these inborn talents and you wonder exactly how that has to relate to people and their lives, because that's apparently a question that we ask now on everything, because things can't just be for fun. But I'll let you know that superheroes connect to us in various ways because we all have a superpower. And that superpower is dangerous. And so, like Spider Man before us, we all must learn with great power comes great responsibility. And I want to talk about that on today's Project Shadow. I have something to say. Hello, everyone. How are you doing today? My name's Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, especially if you're reading my latest book, Crucify My Love. And yeah, I, I want to talk about talents and superheroes and superpowers and the problems that we get, especially that we can really understand through the heightened world of a superhero story. But before we get into all that, If you haven't already, please do take a moment to rate this podcast on whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. It tells the algorithms to share the podcast with more people. The more people that listen, the bigger the community, the bigger the community, the better the chance we get to communicate with each other. And after all, that's why I do this in the first place. Thank you very much for doing that. Alrighty. So I don't know how much of this I really need to go into because I it may just be the circles that I go in or the podcasts that I listen to or the YouTube videos that I watch or the people that I talk to on a regular basis. But a lot over the years has been made out about the similarities between a superhero's power and inborn talents in people and how they're acquired and what they say about us and dot 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 dot. So hopefully I will not be rehashing a lot of things for you on this episode, but there's a lot that I want to say about that. One, I do believe that there are some supermen out there. And I think that that's kind of a controversial statement nowadays. Talents do exist. I have met some people that were just natural artists. From a young age, they just understood how to draw. They understood how to do it. Now, as with all talents, with all skills. You have to learn how to hone that. But yeah, I've known some just natural artists who from like childhood on were just gifted and really good at that. I've known people who were just naturally good at math. I've known people that were naturally good at writing. I don't think that I'm one of those. I think that I'm one of those people who naturally has a very active imagination, but had to learn how to write. But I've known people That at a very young age could write really, really well and just had a natural talent for that. I think that they're few and far between, but I do think that they exist. And that's where the conversation starts because when you look at how a superhero gets their powers and how we acquire our talents, it's really the same kind of things. You have those like Batman who achieved his superpowers through hard work and discipline. He's just a dude who harnessed his mind to become the greatest, super, the world's greatest detective and honed his body into a fighting machine to be able to make it in the rough and tumble world of Gotham City. And some of us are Batman. And I would have to say that I think that I'm a Batman. I had to work for this. I, I had a drive. I had an inborn desire, right? But, oh, I had to work for it. It's not something that came natural to me, making sentences that flow, making stories that make sense. thats not something that, you know, was natural to me. I, I had the imagination, but being able to craft it into something that made sense to people other than myself, that, that took time. And that's why I point out I wrote four books before anybody ever saw one of them, because those early books are trash. They're imaginative, but they're trash. And then we have our, oh, let's say our Bruce Bruce Banners, who acquire their talents through happenstance, through accident. And I've met these people too. People who never thought about writing, doing music, drawing, painting, sculpting, whatever their creative talent is, until a tragedy befell them. Maybe they were injured and decided to take up knitting to have something to do because they couldn't get around because their legs didn't work or what have you. But I've met some of these people and they should not be discounted either. And notice I put the Bruce Banners and the Batmans in different categories. See, I have a reason for wanting to get my stories out there. And I talked about that on my birthday episode this year. You know, I had a friend get murdered at a very young age and that affected me greatly. And has made me think about my own mortality every day of my life and how badly I want to get all of these stories out, as many of these stories out into the world before it's my time. But that understanding of your own mortality and wanting to accomplish something, to me, that's a Batman trait. That is not a Bruce Banner trait. Bruce Banner did not decide to have this. And I think you see this a lot in activists and activism is a talent, who didn't ask for it. Often they didn't want it, but tragedy or other events hit them in such a way that they became a voice of their generation. They became a voice for change that could not be ignored. And these ways are how we get our superheroes. Sometimes sometimes they're forced on us. I know people that are Brilliant musicians, but that's only because their parents forced them to do it. They have absolutely no interest, no love. And when they grew up, when they got away from their parents, they stopped playing their instruments altogether because they had it forced on them. And that's why Wolverine is a hard archetype to bring into this discussion because he doesn't actually fit. He's actually more of a Superman because he had his superpowers beforehand, he just had the Edimantium. Skeleton and claws added, but you know, there are those few and far between. And I would even put Captain America in the Batman category, because he chose it. He wanted it. And he worked for it. Because he had to prove that he was the one that they should choose for the Super Surgeon. But what is the dilemma then? What when I say in the dilemma of talent, what am I talking about? I think there are those of us out there who discover that we have a talent and misuse it to our own or others' detriment. And I think that's easier to do now than it has ever been before. And that's where we need to watch ourselves. Because power is power. We talked about this some when we talked about the Jedi and the Sith and their use of the force and what that means about the power dynamics that exist in that universe. But when we're talking about these raw talents that we have to mold worlds, to shape worlds, to shape words, to make speeches, to make images that can change people's minds, there are some that use that power for good, and there are some that use that power for evil, and there are some who use that power for attention to make money. And I think a lot of the problems come in because we don't put them in this context of these being real-life human superpowers. Because when we talk about superhumans, we talk about, oh, this mom picked up a car to save her kids. Yeah, that's superheroic. heroic. It may even be a one-off superpower. But most of the superpowers that we actually have, I mean, that really exist, are so muted in our discussions about superheroes that we don't actually see them. See, Professor Xavier, back in the time when I enjoyed X-Men comics, because I have been out of X-Men comics for a while because I stopped enjoying them, so this may not apply to anything that came out after the 90s at all, (laughs) but the thing that made Professor X powerful to me, his actual superpower, was not that he could read minds, not that he could impose his will on other people through his thoughts, or the fact that he chose not to do that most of the time. Professor X's real superpower was his ability to make community, to take people who had no home and to give them a home, to speak out for his own people, to find help and support for those who needed help and support. That was Professor X's real superpower. And that's a superpower that exists in the world at large. It's a superpower that many of us have, and we don't even know that we have it. It's a superpower that has the ability to change everything, to change the world, to make entire empires fall and new ones to rise, because community, family, is the greatest superpower that any of us have, whether we know it or not. And when I say family, and I'm going to be doing an entire episode on this next week, so. I'm not gonna go into this too much but family is not blood family is spirit family is chosen family are the people who stand with you thick or thin family are the people that have your back no matter what and that is a real superpower Now, the dilemma that we face is something that I think all of us face, whether we're creative, whether we're just going about our lives, just doing what we do, whatever it is, is that we don't actually exercise our talents to their fullest potential. And that's a really hard thing to talk about nowadays, because when most people talk about using your talents, they talk about it in terms of what's your audience or how much money do you make? And that could not be further from a valid metric of how well you use your art. You know, my success... I've said this before on the podcast, and I mean it. My biggest success as a writer is... Like, two years ago, I was at a convention. And a reader came up to me and talked to me about how she was able to reconnect with her family. With her sister. Because... Of my work. That my her sister was a fan of my work. And so she bought the books. And as they read them together. And discussed and everything. She was able to reconnect with her family. And with her sister in such a meaningful way. Mission accomplished. Like that's not a million sold. That's not JK Rowling money. That's not Stephen King. Hey I've got a million crappy movies. Made out of my books. Fame. But. Mission accomplished. You know, and I don't say that to toot my own horn. What I'm saying is I think we have our priorities completely inside out and backwards because of the power fantasies that we often fall in. See, a real superhero knows that the real thing that they're trying to do is save just one person. If as long as they can save just one person, they've saved everyone. And I'm not saying that in terms of like you know, well, Superman's going to save Lois or anything like that. I'm saying that person that they saved, that one person, and they have to go one person at a time. It's the small victories that add up to the big victories. It's the small victories that add up to the huge victories. It's the small victories that give us strength. It's the the small victories that eventually add up into bigger and bigger victories. And that's where I think we get lost. You see, we have suffered through so much great man history, and through so much great man literature, and I I don't mean great person, because let's be honest, it's almost always a man, and it's always a cisgendered, heterosexual white man, for the most part. There's a few exceptions to that, but... They, they are notable and nameable because they are exceptions. That we think that one person has to do everything. That we think one person has to take over. One person has to be the leader. One person has to master the whole thing. And that's a dangerous way of thinking. One, because it encourages way too many people to become followers of those that they deem as great leaders, but also because it teaches us that if we're not doing the big things, we're not doing anything. And that's not true either. See, it's alright to have those power fantasies. It's alright to enjoy Superman. But what we can't let ourselves do is believe the lie that We have to either wait for the Superman to come along and save us, or that if we're not that Superman, we can't do the saving. Because in reality, in the real world, in this very place that we live, it's the little things that add up. It's the work done by the collective that works. The world has very simple and straightforward rules. It's the rain and the wind that tears down the mountains, not the individual raindrop. We are the river, we are the ocean, we are the lake, we are the sea, each of us an individual drop in that tiny, tiny space. But all of us together are the mighty ocean, and our waves can tear down walls. And that's what we need to remember. That's how we need to be strong. That's why we need to come together. And why we need to be suspicious of anyone who tries to divide us. Because our real superpower as a species is unity. Our real superpower as a people is being able to come together, despite our differences, to do great things. And when anybody tries to tear us apart, when anybody tries to divide us, when anyone tries to shake us apart, we stand up together and we tell them no, because we know that together we are strong, isolated, and alone we are weak. The wolves go for the one who strays from the herd. They go for the weak. The wolves are circling, and they're trying to divide us, because the more divided we are, the more they can take, the more control they can have. And that's true in everything, not just politics or religion, where people like to talk about division, but that's true in culture, where you have cheap shots going back and forth between Disney and Sony, between Marvel and DC fans. You have... The upcoming HBO Max and the Disney Pluses and the Netflixes. What team are you? What hashtag team are you? Who are you going to support? What side are you on in this culture war? And that's all bunk, and you know it. See, they're trying to divide us so they get our money and their competitor doesn't. See, this is a marketing strategy and it's a terrible one. It's a vicious one. It's one that sets up cycles that we don't want to play in anymore. If it's a good show and it's on Netflix, it's a good show and it's on Netflix. If it's a good show on Disney+, Plus, it's a good show on Disney+. Plus. But I'll tell you this. If they think that they're going to divide us out and spread us out so that we feel that we have so much to watch, that we're not going to pay attention to the world around us, they're wrong. They want to control. Everybody secretly wants to rule the world. Deep in the deepest recesses of their minds, when they don't think anybody's listening or looking, sometimes when they're not even listening or lo- looking, you have that little dream, that little power fantasy. And the difference between Batman and Lex Luthor is not one bad day, as the Joker would say. It's a life of bad decisions that take you from being someone who is honestly helpful and beneficial to those around you. To being someone who only looks out for themselves and tries to save themselves no matter what. Who will let Miss Tessmacher go away. Sacrifice the pawn to win the charge. And that's what we need to be careful of. We need to know when someone's trying to make us their pawns. And we need to know when we're starting to look too far within and starting to ignore the community around us. Everything we do makes us stronger together. We need to share. We need to stand up. And that's the dilemma of talent. We like to think that those who have it are better. But they're not. They may have had more discipline, they may have applied themselves more, or they may have just had that ruby dust come in in the middle of the night and bless their work, so suddenly everybody knows their name. No one is better than anybody else. We all have talents. We all have superpowers. And together, we can save the world. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did and you can hear my kitty cat purring, please rate this episode if you haven't already. Because I have a McGonagall on my lap who's just purring like crazy because she wanted to be part of the podcast. Yes, she does. If you don't... If if you've done that already, thank you so very, very much. It does help a lot. If you have any questions or comments or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show, you can go into the show notes and... Leave me a voice message. Keep it short. Keep it clean so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. If you would like to join the project, you can do so via Patreon or the community support tab. You can find links to both of those in the show notes. Thank you to everybody who's already done that. And if you don't have any money right now or you just don't feel like joining, that's fine. But if you know somebody you think would like the work that I'm doing, do share it with them. That helps out a lot. I hope this episode made sense. It's something that I've been thinking about for a long time and I wanted to share it and put it out there because I think we're living in this day and age where people are a little bit too tied up in the narrative of greatness, in the narrative of who's the goat, who's the greatest of all time, who's the best, and how can I be the best. And while I don't want to discourage anybody from trying to make themselves better, I I think we need to make sure we always have our eye on the prize and that we're trying to be the best us that we can be because I'm only the best me when I'm making us the best us. And I really do mean that. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget, have the fun.